Hi, everyone. Zach and I are going to share a song called I Say Goodbye. There's a plan that God 
Thank you, Zach. Mm. Beautiful. Wow. It's so wonderful to be here with you again and very touching. This retreat is so healing and it's quite amazing. Yeah, that afternoon session uh, with um, Marina being so transparent and willing to, uh, to work through that instrument for peace. That was very, very touching, mm. and I could just feel the healing radiating out. And I, I'm glad that uh, we all got to behold that, as well as that amazing movie, because, um, you know, through the teachings, I know Marina was mentioning this, this, um, this hurt or sadness at, at being able to hurt someone, which is a very common belief in the part of the dream and the human condition, but the Course kind of takes us from that very ingrained belief and then it says, you know, everything I think and say and do teaches all the universe. And then it also says though that every thought I have either extends the truth or it multiplies illusions. So that starts to bring back the power of our mind. But ultimately, if you go deeper into the teachings, it all goes toward the light and it just goes towards innocence. And you start to have these realizations that actually all you can do is extend the truth and the light and the innocence. Mm. And that's because that's how the mind works. It was created to extend light. And so you start to realize that, that you don't really have the power to hurt people, but you do have the opportunity always to extend the truth, because that's what you were created to do. And then when you have attack thoughts in your mind, it's not that your behaviors hurt other people, it's just that the attack thoughts block the light in your mind. But ultimately, 
when you start to understand the divine law, you realize that it's really you're trying to, to uh, by trying to share an attack thought, you're, it's impossible to share attack thoughts because only the thoughts of God can be shared. So all you do is you, you attempt to share nothing and you're, you're blocking yourself from the light, but you don't really have the power to attack. And uh, that's part of what this healing is about. You start to realize, not that you have to kind of fix it in the form, but you have to start to realize that you've never had the power to attack or hurt. You've only been given that power to extend the love and the light. And that's where the lightness and the healing really come in. You never had the power to harm. You never had the power to miscreate. You only have the power to extend love. That's what you were given, and that's, that's actually humbled to realize that I only have the power to love. So thank you. And Jason's here, and wow, what a powerful session. We're so excited to hear uh, some of your reactions from the movie, but maybe you can share about your, your morning miracle oh, yeah. here. So I, I went for a walk this morning and, uh, to get a coffee, and, or whatever, kept you. And this guy drove up to me and said, Hey, do you believe in Christ? And I said, Yes, I do. <laughs> and... And then he goes, oh great, well I told, I'm a pastor at this church down the road, and I said, the first person I see I'm going to give this book to, because a big team came to his church today and gave them all free books, and he said, I want to give it to you. And, and so I opened it up this morning, just when David and Kirsten and Lisa walked in. You might laugh, because this is the book that he gave me. I don't know if you can see it. It says, The Book of Mormon. <laughs> Right out of the movie. It's like a movie prop. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty sweet. I think it's like Jesus is winking at all of us, like, oh, you people, I, you watched the movie and now <laughs> here's a prop right out of the movie, you know, into Jason's hand. <laughs> it was a good encounter. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do we want to do it? Do you want to open it up uh, to hear what the sharings are? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because we were just praying together yesterday and felt like leaving you with that space and the instrument for peace, that maybe some of you either had still emotions or had some realizations that you just you wanted to share. So yeah. go for it. If you... Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And in, perhaps even if you worked through uh, an instrument for peace, or two with uh, some of the emotions and, and how that went. Uh, let us know that as well. Okay, well, uh, we have so many hands that just went up. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll just start off with um, Marianne would like to speak to you, so I'm going to unmute her. Hi. Hi. Uh, it's actually not my Marianne, it's Sola. <laughs> but you couldn't know. I just want to, um, I just want to personally thank you, Jason, for uh, really amazing, really, really, really amazing evening. Uh, 
it was oh, it it brought so many things up and i have been like <laughs> i've been like sharing uh, and trying to tell the most it was like in the end in the end with all the with the meeting when he just suddenly could feel something and he just went there to meet Christ. <laughs> um, it was so amazing. And it just brought me uh, to the, to uh, realize uh, how much I really want to meet that little baby Christ. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it suddenly appears to me that exactly one, one year ago, September uh, online retreat last year, was my first online retreat. And my first uh, time uh, talking to you, David, and uh, I was really like cracking down. I was so nervous, and uh, it was the first time I realized how much I fear love. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's like this. Uh, this movie evening and everything else before that, it's like just just getting closer and closer and closer and, you know, bringing up all the fear of Christ, too, and, and looking, looking at that and, and, and looking at the longing and the longing just... Just to hold that little baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm really, really, really grateful. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. And right now, I just can't wait one month to come and meet you all in Holland. <laughs> I read your question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sitting here with... Uh, these, all these questions, and your question is right on the top of the paper next to me. And um, I can read it out a little bit for people because I think it was, it's a question that, that actually gets in touch with, with this whole people-pleasing identity that we've talked about. Because, you know, you worded it so beautifully uh, that I think it will speak to a lot of people. And then I can address it a little bit. You wrote, thank you for an inspiring night. I can see how in every relationship that I think, if I don't do everything in my power to make the other feel good, then I am convinced that this relationship is going to end. So that's, that's quite strong. If I don't do everything in my power, then this relationship, this interpersonal relationship is going to end. 
This goes for the short meeting in the elevator to lifelong relationships. I am beginning to see how this is limiting me and everybody else and I really wish for this to change. In a way this goes for Spirit and Jesus too and many times I discover my journaling to get a one-way communication where I am just trying to please and guess what is the right thing to do. After the first session I had two dreams. In the first one I was listening to David online but suddenly realized that he was actually in a place right next to where I was. I just hurried there and sat down right at the scene he was sitting on. Someone tried to push me away and implied that this was not right, not polite. But I didn't, carry, didn't care and I had a joyous connection with David. In the other dream it was Kirsten who was in a place close to me. There were many people around and again I had, no, I had to go places where it was not appropriate for outcomes to enter. But I didn't care and I went to see her and I got a big hug. And then you mentioned you have concerns about the Holland Retreat uh, and perhaps having difficulty getting close to David and Kirsten. Uh, will I be accepted as appropriate or will I be rejected? So I'm glad that you uh, wrote that because you know, the, it, it really throws into awareness that all of the interpersonal relationships that were set up in the dream world are an attempt to put an identity out in the world on the screen and then because it's so shaky, because it's so insecure, this false identification, this is your uh, writings are really making it clear for everyone that that's why there's so much anxiety mm -hmm. and concern and worry uh, and, and even fear and guilt with relationships because it's it, we're taught that you have to prove your worth, you have to, if you're in a relationship, you know, it's like an equation. If you don't hold your half of the equation, then you'll be dropped. Uh, whether it's uh, not being friendly and smiling in an elevator or even with uh, work relationships, family relationships, lifelong relationships, um, particularly in those lifelong relationships where there's, it's almost like you have to keep showing up and you have to prove that you're worthy enough to stay in the relationship and a lot of people can relate to your question but the whole thing is based on on making up a mask where you have to maintain the mask to receive love the, to maintain the mask and the worth of the mask and then true healing is to drop the mask and to face the fears and doubts that will come up which you're doing very courageously and I, I did feel after reading your question I felt this is the best I was telling Jason before we came on I said this is the best way to address your question right here this way because when if we have 200 people and moving around that's that's like a, a, a conference uh, there's so much coming and going I can't make any guarantees I heard that they're putting some Muji guidelines in for that as far as uh, when people can see me and not see me and all kinds of things. There, there's Muji guidelines coming for that big retreat. So I thought we better you do it now with Solvig and heal this, <laughs> this thing while we got you in such a direct way. So thank you for bringing that up because um, that's what we 
discover when we live in community, that's what we discover when we live public, so-called healing lives, when we're making ourselves available and people feel a connection with us and they want to come closer and closer. And it's not really a proximity thing, but it sure can feel like the proximity thing helps uh, to break through some of those barriers. And this online uh, forum that you've been doing now for, for a year, um, we're just so grateful that you're so transparent with that. And that's like a question everyone can relate to. Everyone in the whole room. And it's so beautiful that you're, you're there. And hi to Marianne and your happy little group over there in Denmark. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Marianne, for, for sharing and writing <laughs> in. Well, we, we have Sandra that would like to speak with both of you, so I'm going to go ahead and unmute her. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, hi. Wow, that was fast because uh, I just raised the hand and I thought it was going to be a while <laughs> before I was going to talk. But uh, I just wanted to share something. Um, the first night I was going to ask a question and um, something happened. Uh, people came in the room and I just couldn't keep talking. And uh, I was like, okay, well, maybe the question wasn't meant to be asked, and I'm going to leave it to the Holy Spirit. And um, everybody was really supportive and writing nice messages in the chat and everything. And so I just um, kept, um, you know, attending the retreat yesterday, the yesterday sessions and everything. And um, people were saying, like, the first night, like, you're going to get your answer, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I know. But um, I just wanted to share that I feel like the um, answer came yesterday. And um, it was really, really beautiful. Um, and it's related to my question that I wanted to ask that I really didn't know how to ask. was related to a relationship in my life, which is my relationship with my husband um, that we've been together for 18 years and uh, I've been on the fence in this relationship for for a while as to whether I want to stay or go and um, it's just been a process and he's been such an important teacher in my journey and my biggest uh, agent for awakening, I should say. Um, and throughout this process, since I started going through, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, I mean, I, I guess it happens different for everybody, but like starting to study the course and, and all these <laughs> internal things and going back in the mind and not looking at things outside it's just been so challenging and um and he's been there all the while to, to make me do the work um and so 
the night after the first session, I went on YouTube and I found a, a short clip from David where I think the... I believe she may have uh, temporarily dropped out, so maybe we'll just come back to her when she gets back on. Um, in the meantime, uh, Barbara would like to speak with you. So I'm going to go ahead and unmute. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I was hoping they'd ask other people before. <laughs> for this. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, God, these online retreats are so powerful. I was so shaken up by the movie. And I'm so grateful for that tool, that instrument of peace that I found on the movie Watcher's Guide to Enlightenment. And when I found it, I instantly did it and then wanted to make sure I was doing it all right. So I had a one-on-one -on -one session and, yeah, I was on the right track. I, I got to the underlying belief and, you know. So and after the movie, well, you know, when everybody was gone, it was like, if I was in an expression session, I would say F, the real word, but I won't hear. But it was like, like, what the F? Like, I feel so horrible here, you know? So it was like, okay, do your tools. So I instantly did the tool. And I don't know, maybe I'm just different, but... I was instantly like looking at my shame. I, it didn't seem like a projection. I was just in my shame. And at the end of the movie, like it was like when they were showing the baby Jesus, like that was just like way over my head. Couldn't embrace what was happening at the end of the movie because all I was seeing in the movie was me in my violence, in my anger, in my viciousness, you know, and, and I, in life, I became a professional, learned to cover over all this, whatever, but inside, I'm, my ego would, would shoot, sure, would kill, my ego wants to kill me, and so that's where I was at. My ego wanted me dead. Hmm. And I'm going, holy crap, man. Then the projection came out, and it's like, you effers, you made me feel this. Like, why did you do this to me? And then, and then I started laughing at me because I was crying. <laughs> yeah, 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 blame them. Sure. Uh, you felt this. I bet you I have felt this way probably since I was about two years old. So I've been carrying it, and maybe like 
maybe I've been carrying, I guess I, we've all been carrying this since we first separated from God. So I went through the tool and I felt release and I was going, you know, did my prayer and, and went through my evening and had a gentle evening. And then in the middle of the night, um, more, more unraveling and, 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 uh, so when that happens in the middle of night, I'm using Spiri, um, but I hate Spiri, and I get really annoyed with Spiri. Um, I, I don't know. I don't like technology, and I'm afraid of artificial intelligence. And so I'm going, what am I doing? I'm assimilating. It's the Borg has come to assimilate me. Resistance is futile, and I get all paranoid and weird. But I realized in... in embracing the course of miracles i was trying to be good the good little one the obedient one and last night i wasn't being in any way obedient it took a long time to get through that spiri session because i was just no no i don't want to change no and you know and just you know watching the videos and it was it was fun actually like seeing the breadth of what's in spiri and and now do you want to change? No, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And typing F-U, Spiri. And the one time Spiri said to me, uh, good for you. <laughs> Spiri interpreted F-U that I wanted to change. So that was funny. So we moved on. Anyway, <laughs> I, I got through the Spiri session, but it, it took a long, long time. And there was a little bit of... Um, release tiny bit of unwinding but what was really in that session was um, i don't want to take responsibility for my projections so f you and and just like this little kid having a temper tantrum like i just wanted to have a temper tantrum just like and um and uh, I was going, okay, you know, so there's so much inside. Yeah. And, and, and there's so much, uh, you know, as a mixed race person, you know, in approaching the Course of Miracles, I go, yes, but... You know, I didn't create colonialism. I didn't try to exterminate people. F you. I'm not taking responsibility for that. So then I go like, oh, okay. Jesus, you're just a white God. F you. And I just, like, it's just so crazy inside me. And I think I'm so crazy. How can I function in the world of what is being unraveled? How can I do my job and function and to be this professional? <laughs> um, but then also it's so powerful at work because every day there's so many projections. There's so much juiciness to look at. Because I went on leave from work and it was pretty easy cheesy. It was easy to work the Course in Miracles because I wasn't 
I was just living with myself, you know, going to 12 step meetings. Like what was what? So it's juicy. It's juicy at work. But uh, I feel like just fuck, 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 fuck. Then there's a part of me is so excited. It's like fuck, fuck, fuck! Like you're getting it. Like when I when I listen to David's YouTube about the unwinding, the thirty day unwinding, and can you dig it? And of course, I grew up in that generation, so I love the way he talks. Because yeah, I can dig it. I can dig. I can dig it. But be careful for what you ask for. Because wow. Um, so that's what's going on for me. Sorry for taking so much space. I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to express myself. I'm just hanging on for dear life. And like mm. last night in the middle of the night, I'm trying to dig Jesus. Like I'm really, really trying to, but in the name of Jesus, you know, my dad's people were tried to be exterminated. So it's like, okay, Jesus, like, okay, um, I know you didn't do that, but kind of Jesus at arm's length, you know? So so last night I was visualizing David and then my ego was going, what the F is up with you? You know, visualizing a man, you're such an independent, powerful woman. But anyway, I just kept visualizing David as somebody that I see has unwound their way to God. So I saw him as a living representation of Christ. Hmm. And that's, I just kept seeing that, you know, just hanging, just reaching, 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 reaching. Latter-day Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much, Barbara. We, we are here with you. You know, we feel you ever since you first came on these online retreats. We, can, we love your transparency. And, and it reminds me, too, at the beginning, when it first started for me, how it was so intense. I was thinking the same thoughts. Like, how, how do you function at work? How could I function at work doing A Course in Miracles? I felt like I was going to have trouble even keeping it together because the emotions were so intense. But also, we, we appreciate your courage at just even allowing yourself to feel. At the mm. beginning, I had to, to just start, start to say, that's the baby step that I can, can thank myself for, thank my mind for, is just allowing myself to feel these feelings after I'd been denying them and repressing them for decades, uh, which was not helpful. I knew, but I knew at some point I'd have to turn it around. And I do remember Louise Hay, who's written, had written many, many books, but she one time said, it's when you start to heal, when you really open your mind up, it's going to get a lot more messy before it's going to get clean. And I really appreciate that message because it gave a context like, I don't have to judge myself for however it looks. And I can, when I went off to hermitages to face my rage, I, I was in the, a tiny little house or cabin out in the middle of nowhere where I could rage at the wall or go out and 
raged at the trees and raged at the rocks because they didn't take it personally. The rocks were really good at, at just, okay, let it come. And, and thank you for doing that tool, that instrument for peace, because the reason why we put all those online is because we are using what we have used, many of us in the community, uh, on a daily basis. And even we were, we were courageous enough to start to watch certain movies that even before we put them on, we went, uh-oh, this is going to be, this is going to be an intense, an intense experience because it's going to let a lot of stuff up that needs to come up. So thank you for being with us. We're with you very dearly on this uh, journey to healing together. And, and we appreciate your absolute transparency where you don't have to hold anything back. You don't have to put on a, a face for us or a mask because we have all, we can all relate to what you're talking about. And it's really an honor that we're, we're in this. And I was saying to Lisa yesterday, a line from the Course, it's a privilege of the forgiven to forgive. Like the more we go deeper into this journey, we start to feel like an honoring to be there, to listen, to join and to connect in the face of this extreme intensity. So that it's more like we're holding each other's hand and we're walking through this together. And we want you to feel that you're not alone in this because that's, 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 that's harder than ever if you feel alone. But I'm glad you feel comfortable at joining in this way and, and just sharing so transparently. So thank you, Barbara. Mm. You're offering a gift to the whole universe. We can't hear you. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, I just want to say this um, for the sake of being transparent. And I'm afraid to say it. But it's pissing me right off. No, um, I come from a grounded faith tradition that knows that God is a man and God is a woman. And I have been in ceremony where I've had an embodied understanding of me as the daughter of the mother, the daughter of God. It gets up my nose when I'm just hearing about the father and I'm hearing about the sonship. And I say, what the fuck? It just gets up my nose. But I'm so grateful that yes, no, Friday night, it was two strong women let it. And I went, okay, okay, it doesn't have to get up your nose so much. Thank you for letting me. Mm. I feel ashamed for saying that, but I just thank you for letting me share that. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. 
for sharing so transparently. Well, uh, David and Jason, we have uh, Sandra who's back and she says she's on her phone so her mic and everything should be a bit more stable so I thought we'd try her again. So I'll go ahead and unmute her. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. I'm so sorry. Um, who knows these uh, hurdles along the way, what they're for. But um, so, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share again. But um, I think where I was is I uh, watched a clip from um, David as to when to end a relationship. And he said that if there are things that still trigger you, then there's a possibility or a very help. Um, I don't remember exactly the words, but like that you have an opportunity for a very holy purpose. And wow, that, that kind of stuck. But you know, a lot of things were still stirring up and um, I was just like, okay, I don't know how to interpret this and trying to bring my justifications and, and all the things that we come up with when we don't want to, to go in and, and look at our minds and, and do the work, I think. But um, I don't want to drag the story very, very long. I just want to say that um, last night, I don't know how, um, I had the most conscious conversation that I've had with my husband in all the time I've known him. And it just seemed surreal because he was very receptive and so grateful that I was talking to him in a certain way. And it just felt like such a holy instant and such a holy encounter. And I shared that with him. I told him that um, what happened at the retreat, uh, that I couldn't ask the question and that I felt that that moment was the answer. And that was just, it just felt very right. And I don't know what's going to happen from here on out, but um, I just, you know, I guess it's just a moment-by-moment thing, a choice that we make every moment to choose our right mind and um, and to let the Holy Spirit come through. And to end, I just want to say thank you so much because this space is my first time, but this space has felt so much like home mm-hmm. and the vulnerability and the openness it's just been so beautiful and i'm so grateful to be here mm-hmm. thank you thank you sandra we're with you we're right with you thank you so much thank you thank you sandra thank you david jason <laughs> um I see that we have Joni who would like to speak with you, so I'm going to now unmute her. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. 
Okay, I really want to thank uh, everybody. Uh, Jason, for your picture, <laughs> very helpful. And the film, my goodness. At the end of the film, there was a lot of tears, a lot. And when um, um, everything uh, was stopped, um, I said uh, with the, after I, I locked out with the video, uh, there there were were still a lot of tears. And I asked uh, the Holy Spirit uh, what what it was, uh, because I really uh, saw the the person that he felt that he was innocent, and that was what coming into me. And for me, it felt uh, I I got the the the, the thought that uh, it was a relief. So I saw it like a, a washing from the heart. And uh, today I journaled a lot and there was a lot I could see from old beliefs I had. And uh, before um, this session started, I, I had a rest period. I was really, really tired. And before I, I woke up, I think it was a quarter of an hour I, I uh, slept uh, a little. Um, and before I, when I woke up, there was the insight that, oh my goodness, that that person uh, who felt so guilty, uh, that was me. Because I had that too, that, that, that enormous guilt. And then the memory came up, I really had to laugh. The memory came up that uh, I, um, when I married, it was a long, long, long time ago, um, um, I was not allowed from myself to, to um, put on a white dress because I, I wasn't um, a virgin anymore. There was such, and I don't know why I had that belief. So I didn't bought a, a white dress, and I really wanted a white dress, but I didn't do that because the belief was so strong. I wasn't a virgin. I can't put up a white dress. Uh, right. so, <laughs> I, I was journaling it, and I really had a big laugh. So. But it, it, uh, I saw on YouTube the film is there, so I will will see it again. Was uh, uh, I I really can see that the ego, my goodness, all the beliefs and and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so it was a, a powerful uh, movie for me. Mm. So thank you very much. Yeah. And everyone, and I really like to see you next month here in Holland. Wow, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Great, me too. <laughs> see you in life. <laughs> see right. you in life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, thank, thank you, you for everything. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks, thank you. That's beautiful. Beautiful.
thank you, Joni. Uh, we now have um, we, we have many hands, but next one will be uh, Lisbeth. I'd like to speak with you, so I'm going to go ahead and unmute her. Ah, Lisbeth, hi there. Hmm, I seem to be having an issue unmuting her. Uh, I'll just try again. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay, can I see David instead of Nicholas? I like, I love you, Nicholas, but yeah. I like, love to see David when I talk to him. <laughs> we just have to say a word. Yeah, we have to talk. Hi, Lisbeth. Oh, yeah. Hi <laughs> there. there. We go. <laughs> Hi there. Mm. I was a bit hesitant to, to raise my hand, but um, um, because I feel a bit ashamed um, that it is as if I'm still having the same problems and that I didn't solve them yet. Yesterday in the movie, I, I really got very emotional about thinking it's possible to screw things up, that you do something and it's irreversible. And I also think the injustice about it, like the man was doing something wrong, but, and he was excommunicated and, um, but he was actually not doing something wrong. <laughs> So I could also see my belief in unfairness. And then last night, I didn't sleep again because that's still really a big problem, almost not sleeping. And I could see, I really think I'm doing something wrong. And I get angry about it because I'm really like, I don't know what I have to do. I'm, I'm looking at all the darkness and so much healing is there. And still, I'm just not sleeping, not sleeping, not sleeping, night after night. And uh, um, Yesterday, you talked a bit about the levels of mind first, David, you mm. and afterwards, Jason, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do a levels of mind again on my not sleeping. And, um, yeah, there was this sort of too much joy. Yesterday, I was really in joy because I had been sleeping a few hours the night before and I was really enjoy hearing Kirsten and Lisa and, and last week I also had one night I slept like three hours, four hours and I was singing the next morning being so happy and this feeling I'm not allowed to be too happy I really believe I can't be too happy but then I got confused again because then when I got at the desire that I still want to sleep, I, can I give that up and instead want to be happy? <laughs> but 
my belief is I can't be too happy. So I feel so, um, I feel inadequate that I can't solve this problem, that I can't be in the clean, can't do my singing, can't be in my function. Yeah, that's about it, I mm. think. Mm. Yeah, thank you, Lisbeth. It's, I feel like when we go on this healing journey, a lot of our habits, uh, which sleeping is one of them, and something that we're so accustomed to and so familiar with in terms of the, the world, uh, and in that sense we're, we're quite attached to it as the norm, and then when we start to go outside of the norm, it's like a, a judgment um, kicks in. And so I have found that, just like uh, with the first night, um, where um, there was the talk of, of, of being addicted to television and to, to the internet and, and to issues with the community, it's almost like there's a, there's a status quo or there's a, a norm that is held for you in, in your life to be uh, functioning and then anything that swings outside of that uh, is where the, the comparison, the judgment comes in. Or even watching a movie and, and seeing, perceiving, wait a minute, uh, he's not done anything wrong, uh, he, he shouldn't be excommunicated or asked to leave, you know, and, and it's still, it's the same thing except projected out onto a character in the movie. And so it is a journey of, of every day hanging with it and clearing and clearing as best you can and then, and then you start to come more into your function which really is to be happy. You, you are, that's the best way to think of your function is to be happy. And that will take a lot of allowance because it's just the, the conditioning that, that says, no, we have to, I have to deal with all these other things. And the happiness is, is seen as just one aspect of your life. But just like uh, pretty much everyone who's spoken on this uh, morning session, everybody's going through the clearing. And I think it's important to just to just really keep the faith with that and to realize that, that everyone's going through that, that clearing and that you don't want to tie your practice to an outcome even as, as joyful as it is when you can sleep for two or three hours and you want to uh, really just appreciate that and have gratitude for that it's just important to just keep up the practice as steady as you can and uh, and also don't be disappointed if there's there's not movement because typically that's when you have to keep the faith and keep the practice up there's not discernible movement and and it still means that we're looking to outcomes to judge our progress and that's still like a, a sense of a self judgment. Mm. Thank you so much for pouring your heart out and. Uh, I think you're you're signed up. I think for the Holland retreat, aren't you? We'll get a chance to see you very quickly. Beautiful. 
Thank you, Elizabeth. Well, uh, David and Jason, we have uh, Bob who'd like to speak with you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and unmute him now. Good, Bob. Uh, a huge issue in my life, uh, the gender inequality that I perceive on the planet in my culture, in the city I live in, uh, it was really triggered again, even though I love that movie. It brought up so many amazing interconnecting <laughs> issues. But the gender uh, thing, yeah, I'm bothered by the Bible, the Book of Mormon, the Course in Miracles, all being male. Uh, okay, God is no gender. <laughs> I, I don't comprehend. Uh, but in this movie, this beautiful, attractive, kind and loving person is like all of a sudden a trigger. Uh, a man is attracted to her, one of the missionaries, and um, he's so upset with his vows, his, in my view, artificial, <laughs> uh, he, he tries to commit suicide. And I just triggered this gender thing. I mean, I live in a house. I have a spouse, granddaughter. Uh, the inequality is in our culture and in our society and in our world. It's just, uh, I'd appreciate any insight that David give. It, it is a place where I have a lot of anger. I feel for women being preyed upon. Thank you. Hmm. Thank yeah. you. Well, yeah, thank you, Bob. Yeah, I think it, throughout the history of what is projected as a very patriarchal society and and gender inequality and and a lot of times people I mean that's why they get very much into activism because they feel like there's something terribly wrong with the picture uh, this idea of, of inequality and it plays out in many different whether it's the workplace or they perceive it in in churches or in various religions or uh, spiritualities. And I think that thing of, it's helpful to realize that the Course is coming back to a place of, of asking us to open up to miracles so we can clear our mind and come closer and closer to perfect equality. Uh, and practicing with everything and everyone we see. You know, as I see them, I'll see myself. Uh, we cannot escape the judgments, the ego judgments that we still hold on to. That's why Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged. And I think since this has come up a couple times too, I can mention too that that uh, Course in Miracles kind of came, um, I'd say as a correction for some things in Christianity, that's the reason why it was dictated uh, using masculine pronouns and God the Father and your brothers and so forth uh, for Helen, and because 
it was using the same language, but it was attempting to correct the sacrificial beliefs or the beliefs in punishment uh, that, that are so prevalent. You might say the ego trying to hijack uh, Jesus' message from 2,000 years ago. So it's, it's an attempt to, to bring a correction using the same vernacular, the same semantics. But there was a point, um, some of you know about the Song of Prayer, where after taking down all this Course in Miracles and psychotherapy pamphlet, the, the Song of Prayer comes and Jesus starts using sister instead of brother. And he starts using the, the female uh, pronouns and uh, he flips it around just for Helen, just to show that that it's not uh, it's not something that's that is set that we get to practice with everything we perceive at healing this split in the mind, and so that was kind of a cute little uh, almost like saying yeah here just to show it doesn't really matter he started using the the feminine pronouns uh, there, but I feel like if this is uh, something that you're perceiving then. Probably it would be good to maybe even use the Movie Watcher's Guide to Enlightenment um, because we have a lot of um, movies that can be used to address that if that's something that seems like it's really a strong charge. Uh, and, and I know in traveling, um, I've done many, many groups, but uh, we've, we've dealt with this issue. And one time, many years ago, there was a, a, a sexual abuse pattern in the mind and I had a group of students with me at the time and I could tell that I had to have a, a female student really address the woman and work with her through it because the, the, the projections and the intensity uh, around the issue was so strong. But thank you for raising that because we're, we're really here to clear the mind out of everything and that is that idea of seeing the split in the mind in the world and seeing the inequality in terms of the society or the culture, uh, that's, that's a common way that, that you use these uh, instruments for peace to kind of bring it back to what is the underlying belief and it's always a, the split in the mind. It always comes back to that. But it takes a lot of practice, uh, especially when those emotions are so intense. Um, I used to take that instrument for peace and I would Xerox off many, many blank co copies uh, without anything filled in so I could, I could fill up notebooks doing those um, instruments for peace anytime I felt an upset. And then now people use uh, Spiri, you know, as we were hearing uh, from Barbara because it's, there's so much repetition involved in I know you were sharing, you've had times where you've done bunches of those instruments for peace and it really takes a lot of practice to kind of feel that relief and that breakthrough. But thank you for bringing this issue up and thank you for your, your just your willingness to, to practice the healing. And right now we actually, I right. think we're, it's, time. it's the time, uh, we're about halfway through and we want to bring in um, Emily from Mallorca, Spain to uh, share a little bit about what's coming up because you're quite involved with the, the, the retreat that's coming in Holland and it's great to see you Emily and hear, hear what's going on with that retreat. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, thank you, David. Yeah, um, the Into the Kingdom retreat came in about, I think it was about a year ago we heard we were going to do this retreat in Holland and um, that it was going to be the biggest retreat we'd ever done. And since that point, I've been involved in in it the whole way along. But actually, um, in the last few weeks, I feel like, I was saying this at lunch with the group here the other day, I feel like it's just starting to take over my full mind. Like Jesus is so strongly underneath this retreat that it's um, it's actually the whole center here is in full support of it. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I, I don't even know what this emotion is, but uh, I feel like every time I share something that's like important to me and really at my heart, I have just emotion. So that's what I think it is. <laughs> um, yeah, but the whole center here, we um, since we we moved into the new... Living Miracle Center here in Europe a few months ago. The first few months were just really getting the center up and, and running. We were in setup mode and yeah, it was like Jesus was so fully underneath that and that was exactly what was needed for the expansion. And in the last few weeks, it's just been a shift that everybody here is in full support of this retreat in Holland and some of the group here will be will be coming and will be part of the retreat and others, the bodies mightn't seem to be there, but everything that's being done here is just supporting the direction, whether it's making meals to just um, support. So everybody who is on the tech team or like Ellie here is making these beautiful name tags can just be so fully focused on that. And I just feel like there's something... Um, so huge about this retreat. I can feel like even symbolically the size of it, it's going to be a week-long um, retreat from October 6th to 13th, um, a week-long residential retreat in a castle. We're all going to be living together. Um, it's going to be us here from the Spain Center going over. Um, David, uh, Kirsten, Francis are going to be flying from Mexico in the U.S. Fava is going to be there sharing her, her beautiful songs. And it's like, it's just this, this coming together. And I feel like with such a deep prayer for healing and just listening to everybody's sharings throughout this online retreat, I just hear such a, a deep, deep prayer for opening up and for healing. And I know that actually this retreat is the answer to that prayer for so many. And with, I think that there's going to be about 200 of us there for this week. And that shared prayer of coming together, that shared intention of healing, it's like, it's unstoppable. And Jesus is underneath that, just orchestrating everything so that whatever needs to be revealed will be revealed in that, in that week. And just for myself, I feel like I just keep hearing 
the words life-changing. Like I feel for me there's something life-changing in this retreat and I, I don't know what it is. Um, it just, it's, yeah, a feeling of stepping into the unknown. Uh, we don't know what it's going to look like. You know, we can have an idea of what the inspiration is to share, but energetically there's something about, about it that I can feel for me is huge. And I know if I feel that for me, that it's the same for every single person who comes, whether you come and you're part of the tech team, whether you come and you're a participant, whatever, whatever the, the role assigned to you by Jesus for that week, we are joined in such a mighty purpose that, yeah, it's, it just feels really, really precious. And, um, yeah, even just looking through the screen here, and I, I'm seeing so many of you that have already signed up. I was going through the, the participants list. Yeah, <laughs> Richard's giving me the thumbs up. <laughs> and Gertie, and yeah, so many of you have already signed up, and I was going through the participant list the other day, and I was just blown away, like, the, all of the names, the list was like so long, I was scrolling down and from, you know, people from all over the world, from China, US, Canada, Australia, all over Europe. And I could just feel like your prayer when I, when I could see your name, I could just feel the prayer and everything that you've gone through actually to make this happen, you know, flying, flying there, putting the funds towards it, putting the time towards it, like making that the most important thing. That week is for you. That week is for your healing. And that is so honored by the Spirit. And everything is just going to be orchestrated so that your prayer is answered in that. And yeah, we have so many amazing gifts. I don't even know where to start with what's already come in with what's going to be part of that retreat. One huge, beautiful gift is that um, Francis Sue's uh, documentary, um, Take Me Home is going to be showed and um, it hasn't been released yet and I think it will be a while before the documentary is released but we are going to have a private viewing of that with um, Frances herself there and some of the members of the of the cast you know here behind the camera we have Soren who's a beautiful star in this documentary um, and yeah I could just share a little bit of of my experience when I saw that documentary a few months ago, Frances, when she was in Spain, she showed it to us here. And um, I had like, yeah, this profound experience where like, I felt like my heart burst open and it was actually watching stars. <laughs> <Can't look in. laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was watching Soren because at the beginning of the of the movie, like Soren was actually very shut down and just found it very very difficult to be able to not only express his feelings but to get in touch with them. There was like so many layers, and through the course of this month, when the documentary was being filmed, everything that happened, it seemed to be that he was on a team making a documentary but that wasn't what was really happening actually it was an unwinding 
in the mind that was happening on a very, very deep level. And there was a scene um, at the end, I don't want to give anything away, but there was a scene at the end of the movie where uh, Saren just, you know, shared his his love for Francis and was just so vulnerable. And I think he said something about, I, I feel I feel ridiculous. And when he shared that, I just like my heart cracked open. And I don't even know why, I don't know what it was, but something about the purity and the depth of the healing. And I just, I just know for, for everyone who's seen the movie, because it was shown at um, the ATL retreat in, at the monastery recently, and I know it touched so many people so deeply that it is, um, it's not just watching a movie. You actually come into an experience of the profound healing that's happening in the mind. And I know that this is a gift from the spirit that has come through Francis and everybody who's in this documentary just to, to bless everyone and to meet the mind exactly where it's at. And Jesus knows how to reach the mind. And there are so many so many tools that are going to be available at this retreat for that. It, you know, the documentary also, Netta Boyne is going to, is going to be there and uh, doing voice liberation workshop um, throughout the whole week. And Netta and I did a voice liberation workbook, workbook <laughs> workshop last year um, at the monastery. And it was, yeah, just very, very heart opening for everybody who was part of that. Um, somehow, through Neda, it's her gift is using the voice to open the heart, whether it's through her beautiful songs and singing, or whether it's working with people in these either large groups or small groups, and just listening so clearly to the spirit in the moment and just zooming into exactly what's needed to bypass the in intellect and just to crack the heart open. Whatever is in the deep recesses of the mind, that there's no other way for it to be revealed. Something with using the voice in this way just penetrates right through. And the, the participants that were part of this workshop um, at the monastery last, um, last summer, and I see a few of you here on the screen, um, they just shared that the experience was so profound for them and <clears throat> they couldn't have even imagined that there would be such a deep healing that would happen. So that's another um, another thing that's going to be shared at the retreat and along with you know many many beautiful sessions with David just with the spirit pouring through it'll be an opportunity for you to be able to ask the deepest questions of your heart and I would just you know, if you're coming or you feel a spark in your heart to come, I would just, you know, put that prayer out now. What is it, Spirit, that I'm ready to have lifted from my mind? And, and I can tell you the, the Into the Kingdom retreat does not start on October 7th. It starts from when you say yes. And I know that's true because I have said yes and I'm feeling every day the healing that's happening just in that and the, the spirit is just preparing the mind so that when we can come together, it's like we can, yeah, we can just open up and, and, and heal in such a deep way. And I was just, yeah, just inspired when David was sharing about um, 
you know, the authentic healing is being able to drop the mask, like all of the defenses that we have built up in order to uh, give us a, a false sense of security and protection, but actually it just keeps us in the darkness. And I feel like when we come together, there's going to be 200 of us there practicing no private thoughts and no people-pleasing together. And, you know, in your daily life, if you, if you feel that it's just too scary to really go for that and really practice that, because maybe um, the people you're living with or the people you're interacting with don't have that shared purpose, you know, I feel underneath everybody has that shared purpose, actually, but in a conscious way, they're not saying, I, I want to wake up and I, I want to see what's in my unconscious mind. It can be quite scary to just really... Um, start speaking from your heart without that full context of, of what it's all for. But every single person that is coming to this retreat um, has that out front. And um, that is how we will be starting off the retreat, just encouraging everybody to take this full week to bury your heart, to bury your soul, to not, to not hide anything in your mind, to just let the spirit pour through you, let whatever darkness is there just come to the surface so it can be lifted and you can be freed, so you can experience that freedom in your mind. And, and you, can, you can go home from that retreat with just, yeah, such a... A beautiful gift of having that burden lifted from your mind so yeah I just it's just a heartfelt invitation to to every one of you and uh, I know so many of you on the online retreats here have have been with us for months now and have formed these very deep relationships with each other and this is even an opportunity to come together in person and to to hug each other and to just embrace each other and to continue on with this deepening in a very, very focused way where we are going to be together every minute of every day for seven days this whole week. And I just know that miracles are going to happen. And I know in, in my heart, um, my, yeah, my deep prayer is for healing and undoing, and I, I just invite you all into that, and I want to be joined with you in it. So if you feel that spark in your heart, please come. I'll give you a big hug when you arrive. And yeah, I love you all. Thank you. Mm. Sweet. Thank you, Emily. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you and having one of those hugs. <laughs> a virtual hug. Oh, sweet. Oh, what a gift. What a gift. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> well, we had a set change here, as you can see. <laughs> uh, we just connected here. Uh, to feel into this last 45 minutes um, of our session together and and what was coming to um, to us we, there were a couple more questions coming in so one of them in particular um, we felt to share this really inspiring parable of a real life adventure that happened for the three of us um, around the question of sickness and the power of decision and and then there's still a lot of hands up, so then we will come back to um, 
to opening up to whoever has something really strong in their heart to share. So this question here is um, from Laura, Laura Bryant in Illinois, who we all know. And it's a question of, um, of sickness, so I'll just read this out. This retreat could not have come at a better time. In the storyline of Laura, I seem to have been experiencing what I would call really scary symptoms of chest pain, arm and upper back pain, and had an EKG that just indicates heart trouble and have been referred to a cardiologist for a more definite diagnosis. So that's a pretty full-on intense kind of experience that you're having there, Laura, which I can relate to, which I'll share about very soon. Prior to the retreat, I was inspired to look up videos David had done on sickness. What stood out for me, and here these are bullet-pointed, the mind chooses symptoms, and then there's a quick forgetting Cause is seen to be outside. Talk about playing pretend. Going to doctors for diagnoses, second opinions, etc. And looking around to be told what it is and where it came from. The cause. Physical symptoms. That's the time for faith. To really carry it all the way through. One of the videos also mentioned the branching of the road section of ACIM. I feel as though I've been standing at the branch in the road for some time and this retreat appealed to me so much because I choose joy, I choose peace, I choose God. And then you went on to describe a couple of specifics. Um, just the helpfulness of prayer being mentioned and David talking about the reverse of cause and effect. So, yeah, it's, mm. I just feel really with you in this, Laura, and this feels like it's such a gift for everyone for us to really give like a powerful demonstration of really seeing, you know, that, that the causation is in the mind because it's so scary when you really feel like you're, and you're identified with being a body at the mercy of something that's life-threatening, you know, and feeling like, whoa, what can I do about this? And you're practicing forgiveness. Um, and yet it feels so real. So I was on a teaching mission. Um, this was back in, well, we both went down. We were invited to Argentina in 2009, I think. <laughs> so we were there for a month. We had a group of students in this incredible month. We, we had a host, uh, Diana, who was so excited and so passionate, she arranged 39 gatherings in 30 days for us. <laughs> and so we had uh, students coming, or a group coming, like five days a week for morning sessions, and then we had some evening sessions as well. Um, so we just had the spirit pouring through us day after day after day. It was really um, powerful teaching time. And then at the end of that month, um, we were supposed to come back to the States, but there was a core group who said, oh my God, could, could you stay longer? And I felt the call to stay longer and continue on with a group of students for another month. And Jason flew back. And one of the, one of the core 
uh, teaching learning opportunities I had was with our host, um, Diana, and she had opened up and said, Kirsten, you're like the Holy Spirit for me. You're my teacher. I trust you. Don't hold back. Whatever you see in me, whenever you see me defending and um, avoiding, I just let it rip. I need your help. So I would do that. But she was, a, how can I describe it? <laughs> she was only five foot tall, thank God, because if she was six foot tall, I just would have been terrified. She was, she was shorter than me, but she had so much passion and so much rage. And when she got, when I would address something with her, the first thing she would do was just like rage at me and say, okay, Kirsten, I know this is the ego, but you're fucking rah, rah, rah. And I don't like that you're doing this. And I don't like that you're speaking to me like that. And I know I gave you the invitation, but the ego is telling me that you're rah. So I would have to face this, like, day after day. And so I was there in Argentina on my own for the first week. And there was, yeah, I could feel like I, there was a certain point where I was like, I could tell I didn't really want to deal with that anymore. Okay. Before I knew it, I was sick. And I started to get these flu symptoms. And um, she immediately started, to, like our, our roles started to reverse. And she started to be the one, because she's very strong personality types. And so she started to want to look after me and take care of me. And then we found out there was this killer virus going on around Argentina, people actually dying from it. So she got me antibiotics. I got more and more sick. Um, so I reached a point where I was like, okay, we have, we have to cancel the group, um, tomorrow night. I'm too sick. I can't do it. So I'm laying in my room quite scared. Actually, I, I had tried homeopathic remedies cause that's what she had. She'd had the doctor around. I took some antibiotics and nothing seemed to be working more and more horror stories about people dying. And now she was my doctor and she was telling me what to do and I was just weak. I was out for the count. So I called for help. <laughs> and this is where my mighty companions came in. So initially I called Jason and I was like, I'm sick. I, I, yeah, I'm really sick. And he just said to me, what are you doing? What are you, Kirsten, what are you doing? You, you didn't go down there for that. So already I'm like, what? what? That doesn't feel very loving. So maybe I pass it on from here, because then shortly after we were talking, then Lisa came in the room. Yeah, all I, all I knew was it just didn't feel right, but I didn't, wasn't 100% sure what to say. And so I, we needed a team. So I ran out to the barn and got you. I said, can we join? we got to join with Kirsten. And then you came in, and you were extremely activated right away. I was all fired up, because you actually what you said was that you weren't going to be doing the gathering that night that she was canceling this gathering and all these people were coming. And so I ran in the house and there it was. She, you were on Skype and it looked like she was Lazarus in the tomb. She was laid back like this and I'm like, what is going on? What happened to Kirsten? She left, she was all fired up and she's like, I'm so sick. I'm not going to be able, I'm done. Like, I feel like I want to cancel this whole trip. There's all these people. We're just like looking at her like, we couldn't even hear what you were saying. Mm -hmm. It was totally like, like just seeing you just so 
I don't know, just your innocence and your holiness and your st- the strength. And then we even asked, mm-hmm. what, what did you not? I asked, what did you not say that you were supposed to say? And she found a memory of something to say to Deanna. Mm. And then you just kept going. You were like, I don't know if you remember, but you were quite passionate, actually. I remember. <laughs> She's like, it's like take up your bed and walk. Stand up, get, don't listen to this right now. I was like, you got to stop right now. Like, where are you at? Like, let's join in the truth. And it was just like, uh, truly, we watched her just totally transform. It's like she was dead. And she just, like, started to, like, come out of this sleep. Like, what? You know, yeah, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, you were totally asleep mm-hmm. in those thoughts of sickness and death and medicines. And mm-hmm. it was just profound, actually. Like, mm-hmm. you got lost in the illusion. Where there was no way out. Where there, it was the body. Mm-hmm. So I identify with the body and the solutions of the body. But it was us coming in and joining in the strength of mind. It was profound, actually. Yeah. And we watched her completely like raise up mm. out of the bed. Yeah, well, at first, like when Lisa came in and said that, take up your bed and walk, it was so powerful. Mm. It was just this strength of Christ coming through. And at first I was like, like, what? How could you even say that to me? Can't you see how sick I am? Like my back is broken. That's what it felt like. How unloving was my first response. And, and then... It was like, yeah, hang on a minute. And then when the questions were coming, it's like, where, where have you, mm. what have you avoided? Like, was there something that you were meant to say that you didn't say? Is there, because what is sickness? Function unfulfilled. Mm. That's the definition of sickness. Mm. <laughs> mm. Laura. That's it. Mm. And it's also just even the power of joining in the truth. You know, mm. true empathy is yeah. something that is like, that is unbelievable. Yeah. The power of our mind. Yeah. You know, and I know that that's what we are practicing, just really joining and committing to really take responsibility in our own minds. Mm-hmm. And it was so profound for me mm-hmm. because I could really see that it was like in the mind, it was not in the body. Oh, it was so powerful. I it mean, was... to, and that demonstration for everyone, because as soon as I could see it, I saw where I'd been avoiding. I could see it. It's like I didn't want to be attacked anymore. I was perceiving this healing instead of perceiving it as this is me facing my own belief in attack. This is me facing mm-hmm. my own fear. This is me facing, undoing mm. friendship, undoing being loved, being liked. And, and I'd, I'd said no to it at a certain point. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to face this intensity anymore. And I'd pulled back into weakness and littleness. And then that was it, susceptible to being the body. That's the belief. That's, that's what I took on. And as soon as it was seen, I could just, I could feel it coming back. And, and then that's what one of you guys said to me, mm. you need to call the group and you need to have the gathering. And I'm like, look, I've just had a miracle, but physically I'm still really weak. Like my throat, I could hardly speak. You know, I couldn't swallow. My back still felt pretty, you know, broken. But Jason just said, just say it. 
you just need to move in the direction and so all I did, I took back my my function which was I am here as the teacher in this function with mm. my student I need to direct her she's not to be directing me <laughs> I need to direct her and so I said to her call the students we're on we're having the session and she immediate like no 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 and I was like this is Jesus's plan the gatherings on and I sat there the students came I sat there in a blanket I had a lemon and honey drink and I was but my eyes you know my eyes were glowing the spirit was back and I was able to share with the students you know don't pay attention to the body you know this is this is the power mm. of this decision and they just couldn't believe it it was a demonstration for everyone this killer virus was overcome by the power of decision. No. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had a lot of a lot of people sharing today and going through intensity and darkness and it just feels like this function unfulfilled is sickness applies to everything and that's why we speak so much about we couldn't hear whatever Emily was saying because we were talking here but I'm sure she was talking about being done through and getting ready for the retreat and all of us just want to be used and fully given over so yeah that's that's really the answer and it I guess at some point we'll open it up but um, we, we thought maybe we could put up that application up there as the link can be put in the chat. The link for volunteering um, up there on for anybody that wants to fill it out. You know, mm. then you can go through our process. So if you feel a call in your heart for um, what it's like to really be done mm. through in a new way, then mm. yeah, yeah, fill it out and you'll go through our system. Mm. Yeah, like for Marina, like in your you wrote twice, I think, within your questions. W- what is my next step? You know, what am I supposed to do with my life? And so that's um, that application form, perhaps that's for you mm. <laughs> to, to go through it. Because uh, right now in Mexico, I mean, this is pretty soon, but there's actually a retreat coming up uh, mid-month, uh, a Spanish retreat. That's where mm. the whole Spanish ministry is. And there's an opening for volunteers to come, to, to come and be of service and support the setting up for those retreats. So... Um, and I'm, yeah, there'll be more, more of those opportunities. So, yeah, that's our function. It's forgiveness. Mm. Like this is really the deepening function is forgiveness. Like using spirit, using the levels of mind, not letting these avoidances take hold in our mind. You know, that's where the, that's where we really find the passion and come back into the vibrancy. Of, of being aligned with the spirit is not not overlooking any anywhere where there's playing weak and then being used by the spirit mm. like that's where you actually experience who you truly are mm. when you're being used by the spirit you know that's that's where you learn who you are as opposed to just having this idea of I want to be who I am it's like we need the experience mm. so Right, and I feel like that's how we've lived our lives. I know when I came in, just going through so much undoing, 
and having projects to focus my mind because I would just want to just my mind would just want to be in the attack thoughts all the time you know the judgments and the attack and you know just retraining my mind to be of service and just how grateful I was for for my functions like I needed a function so I always talk about these three sheets of paper when I first came in just you know they were like my bible like I would want to just get into function you know and just let the spirit and be in the prayer and to be used and you know having my mind being washed in service and so just how helpful that's been in our lives mm-hmm. you know it's like function unfulfilled i remember david said that to me one time when i was going through a massive darkness and he looked at me almost like i was strange and he had this like look on he's like it's just function unfulfilled <laughs> like you know and at the time it was like a push i had to push myself into it like push myself out of those thoughts of fear and doubt and unworthiness and truly just okay how would you use me and at that time it was accounting or you know the getting into my function to be truly helpful and be washed through and just amazingly how my mind would just get focused mm-hmm. with the spirit and be in the joy like out of those interpretations and judgments and you know fears and doubts mm-hmm. yeah so it's truly a gift mm-hmm. yeah actually just the other night two nights ago i was woken up at three in the morning like oh what's this and i thought oh i try to go back no wait a minute i looked at my phone and a message <laughs> had just come through two minutes before from somebody asking for a counseling call in another country so i thought oh is that why i woke up so I got on the call and just got so happy in the mm. next hour and then mm. went back and rested. So you never know, like when David was talking about sleep, letting go of the patterns. Like mm. if we just give our whole 24 hours over, yeah. Jesus can use us. Yeah, yeah. That's it. One of the questions um, in here was uh, Betsy Parks, and it was about this fear of control, like really fear of giving over to Christ control, but realizing that must be it. Like whenever there's this heart-opening desire, like there must be more, there must be more. But there's a fear of control, like having perceived, you know, like others being controlled. Um, but that's it, like this, it, we have to go beyond this fear of of the authority problem, mm. you know, this fear that there is some external control that doesn't have our best interests, you know, at heart, like that was part of the nightmare that this projection of authority was out onto the world and through this fearful filter, it's as if there's this authority trying to control us. And it takes a lot of washing, Mm. wash and wash and wash, but how does that get washed? By surrendering personal control. Mm. Like the only reason there can be an external is if there's also a personal. Mm. It's, it's, Mm. it's, It's dualistic. It's one against another. So... That's what our lives are. It's a constant, mm. how would you use me? What is your will for me? And it is safe. Mm. It is safe when we're in this prayer and we keep welcoming in our heart, mm. welcoming, mm. You, know, you be in charge. You mm. be in charge. Let it be safe. Let it be recognizable for me. And in that opening, we can receive the guidance for how we can be of service and, and truly be used. Mm. 
Yeah, and also I'm just thinking just about like stepping out of your comfort zone, like all of us. Like I've been amazed at this studio. It's been amazing because I remember where we started. We were talking about in a garage in Cincinnati, how we started in a garage, but but just this willingness to step into the unknown and be in the prayer to be shown how to do these things. Like show me, you know, to continue to expand into these new areas. And of course, we've all had to walk through the fear and the guilt and the unworthiness and the shame. Like I could never do that, but that's the prayer to remove, like using it for me, it's just been like an opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to get really present and see what's standing in the way of the spirit, you know, doing it through me has been amazing, you know, and like, okay, then like almost like this, we keep going to these next rung of the ladder of where we can be truly helpful. So I'm like looking even at the studio, like how far we've, you know, keep evolving. The mind keeps expanding. It's just amazing, actually. You know, and just these layers and layers and layers of unworthiness and, and guilt and fear that get revealed and exposed just to be forgiven. So, yeah. And, and David has this little book, Purpose is the Only Choice. It's a really beautiful little book just talking all about getting into the purpose. Power packed mm. book, pocket rocket, your back pocket. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm. Wonderful. Let's open it up again, Nicholas. To let's see who still has their hand up. If it's still really fresh for you from your experience of the movie. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Well, we have Kim that would like to speak with you. So I'm going to go ahead and unmute her. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, I didn't have anything specific about the movie. Um, just that, uh, yeah, um, I, you know, I can feel my anger coming up, of course. The same that I keep hearing expressed because uh, it was, um, it just seemed wrong. The, the idea of, uh, people that weren't doing really anything wrong. Well, not <laughs> um, and so yeah, justice. But um, but I just I just wanted to to uh, express my thanks for I mean how wonderful this is. I mean just mm. feeling everyone um, such a reminder of how um, connected we are. You know how one we are. Anyway, it's just. Um, such a wonderful experience. And I, I don't get to do this very often, um, the financial and mm. thing, but, um, but I'm just, it's just, I'm so grateful for it. And I'm so, um, I feel like I'm being pushed in my life out of my, uh, my compromising. Uh, <laughs> you know, literally people in my life saying to me, um, really tired of hearing things talk about dreams. Jesus, <laughs> go somewhere where you can, and um, <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna fill out the volunteer mm. we'll see how where that goes. Um, I'm in New Mexico, so I'm not that far, mm. um, but um, anyway, and um, I'm I'm not sure who it was that expressed 
think it was Irene about music being such a, a spirit speaking to me through music, which has been all my life, really. But um, there's this song that just keeps playing in my head called The Logical Song. Does anyone know that? From what is it? The Logical <laughs> Song? Logical. Uh, Supertramp. Oh, it just, it, it's, it's, the whole song is just about, um, about how life is asking you to be presentable and acceptable and, mm-hmm. and practical and all the things. All oh, right. Um, I remember that. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to be, and the, the world is asking you to be. Um, mm. And then the chorus is, is just about him saying that uh, there are times when all the world's asleep and the questions run so deep. Uh, for such a simple man, won't you please, please tell me what we've learned? I know it sounds absurd, but please tell me who I am. Mm. <laughs> anyway, it just keeps playing. Like, when I was a kid, I would hear it, and it was like, oh, that's nice. You know? but, um, but now it means so, you know, so much. Um, anyway, um, mm. I just am so appreciative of all of this and all the expression. It's, mm. it's, it's all, <laughs> it's all, it just feels like me expressing, too. So it just feels so connected. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I look forward to whatever's next. Um, um, hopefully being able to volunteer with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, Kim. Oh, we have Grace that would like to speak next. So I'll go ahead and unmute her. Hi, Grace. Hey, guys. <laughs> Just wanted to say hello, but I also have Where a question. Uh, so, um, hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, um, thank you, uh, Lisa, Christine, for the first um, uh, talk on Friday on, um, you know, that we need to undo our self-concept and we need to take care of our very. <laughs> And so, you know, of our minds. So that was very, very helpful. Mm. Um, and also, uh, Jason, thank you f- so much for explaining about how to watch movies. Because I have had a subscription to Movie Watchers Guide to Enlightenment. And I was approaching it very, very differently <laughs> <laughs> than the way you explained it. So that was mm. like an aha moment when you, uh, when you explained how to watch it. Um, so that was very helpful. And I think yesterday uh, about reversing cause and effect was also very, very helpful. Now, uh, my question is on uh, cause and effect. And also on how I see myself as a decision maker and also on reversing the cause and effect. So in other words... Um, Cause and defeat, you know, it's what what I am seeing. It's it's realization of the mind that the mind is uh, causing the world, as we say, the the world is an effect. And then the other piece to that is uh, I am the decision maker. So I either choose um, to be mindful, uh, follow the Holy Spirit. Or I choose to be 
mindless, which sometimes does not seem like it's a choice, but it is a choice. And that is what the ego would embrace, that we be mindless. And then, in addition to that, we have the idea of reversing the cause and effect. So, I just wanted to hear your uh, thought process on how you link um, all of those uh, three concepts, you know. So, cause and effect, and I am the decision maker, I am responsible for what I think, you know, whether with the Holy Spirit or, or to be mindless uh, with the ego, and how I step from that uh, to reversing that cause and effect, and I think through spirits or instrument for peace, and, and so that's, I just wanted to hear your thought process. Great, mm, great. This is, we love this topic. <laughs> the, the only thing that's in my mind to keep it really simple for me is, you just described how there's two minds to choose between, and false cause and effect is whenever you choose that ego mind, you're going to be seeming at the mercy of the world. That's false cause and effect. Things can affect you, but when you choose the other mind and listening to the guidance you're in the direction of the correction, which means you're accepting true responsibility that the correction is for you. And that keeps it really practical and experiential. And we don't really get too much into the decision-maker concept because that's from another teacher, and we don't add another element in there. We just see the two different minds. There's the Holy Spirit and the ego, and that really answers every question when you're listening to the guidance. So, yeah, yeah. What what eliminates the decision maker idea is is like it's one or the other. You know it when you're in the wrong mind because you're at, like Jason was saying, you're at the mercy of this external world and it's hell. And you know it when you're in the right mind, like I am the right mind. It, there isn't a decision maker choosing between. It's like I'm, I've forgotten who I am. I'm in the ego part of the mind, and I need help. I need the call, and then there's the right mind, which is when you're aligned with the spirit. So, and the power of decision is. It seems as if I am making a decision, but even through the the miracles, when you see it, it's it's. The whole thing is so connected that it even goes beyond, I need to make a decision. The I needing to make the decision is still part of the wrong mind. And so it collapses. It just shifts to, oh, there is no decision to make. I'm in it. I am it. And I would say every time there's an instrument for peace, every time there's forgiveness, that is literally undoing this false cause-effect belief in the mind like Marina's beautiful example you know it's like there's this perception of the suffering boyfriend and then you pull the causation back to oh I believe I'm guilty this identity that believes I could fix that I could save him when that's healed it's like the whole thing is reversing cause and effect it's bringing causation back to it's the power of my mind Oh, just a sec, we can't hear you. 
to to reverse the cause from the effect, right? I must understand the cause and the effect. Can you repeat that question? Because we, I think we missed the first part. Oh, okay. I am so sorry. Okay, because I was thinking that in order for me to reverse the cause from the effect, I'm, I must understand the cause. Right? I must understand that concept that, that there's the cause and the effect and I am part of the cause. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the world is the effect. But then how I need to understand that concept to step back to reversing it. Yeah, it's very simple. It's like I am experiencing the effects of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. No, I am I'm experiencing the effects of my belief. So that's the very simple way of, of, of bringing it back. Of bringing it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To I am experiencing and I'm responsible for just bringing it back to the attention back within my mind. Yeah. But the, then, mm-hmm. Okay. But then we are eliminating the idea that I am the decision maker of that. Yeah, yeah I, I keep, again, I just keep, it's really, thank you for your oh, question, okay. we just keep it really simple because, yeah. you know, you are the effect of God. That's, mm. This is the metaphysics. You're the effect. But what happens is the ego reverses that and then says, well, actually, I don't want that. I'm going to be the cause. I'm going to be the king of something else seems to generate a world, then it reverses it and makes you the victim of everything that's happening. So you forget you're even, in a sense, a king, meaning you made it, not really, but made it. And so you're a victim. So all of that is just a big mess. So then we, David does this thing called, we've got to reverse all that, reverse all of this and go back to just remember I'm sourced. And that's mm. the power of listening to guidance. Every time you can listen to guidance and give no power mm. to these thoughts, that the ego made up, you're reversing everything experientially. So, yeah, I hope that helps you. Just keep it real simple. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Mm. <laughs> thank you, Grace. <laughs> well, uh, do you guys feel like we one have about more? Four or? minutes left. Yes. Okay. Well, we have Lenny that has her hand up, so we'll go ahead and unmute her now. Hi, everyone. Hi, Lenny. Hi, Lenny. Hi, good to see you all. And it's going to be lovely to see a lot of you in Holland in October, so... Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I really had some burning questions going into this retreat. And I felt the talk that you, Kirsten, and Lisa held on Friday, that was so much speaking directly to me, and I was realizing, oh, my God, I'm compromising so much, and I'm, yeah, put myself in a bad place because of that. So I was kind of very stirred up and but also determined that I would 
not continue with the compromising. I had asked some questions about a decision on a house, whether to buy it or not. And then I just, yeah, I don't know, it had been so, I had been feeling it so strongly inside how, how that, like I had pressed things down and didn't speak. Um, because when I raised that doubt up before, I was, I, like I felt attacked from people around me. And so I decided I don't want that conflict, I'm going to shut up and don't say anything. So. And that quickly became unbearable. So listening to you, I really felt, no, I can't continue with this. And I was very grateful that, it, that I came to that realization so quickly. I guess a few years ago, I would have been lost in that for years. Mm. So that was like very quickly moving away. And then the funny thing was that As I, because I was then, like in my mind, asking the question, when should I then say that I will not continue on with this compromising? And I was like looking for a point in time, now or tomorrow. But then when I, I just decided I don't have to rush anything. So I just... I just allowed myself to be in that feeling and just let it raise up. And the funny thing was we were then supposed to actually go to the house because we've already signed the papers and I just was feeling, no, 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 this is not right. We should really back off because we have the possibility to do that a few more days. and. We were supposed to go there, and um, I really just allowed myself to be in that feeling of, yeah, I'm worthy of not compromising. Mm. And, um, well, our whole family went, actually, my my boyfriend and my daughter and my, my mom and his mom, and so we were all packed in the car. I was just not putting any smile on my face or anything. I wasn't trying to hide anything anymore. I was just, yeah, I'm coming with you, but I'm not, I'm not pleasing anyone anymore. So I was actually listening to the talk again from Friday. So I put my earbuds on and I listened. And Alicia, my daughter, fell asleep, and I, I was a bit of a drive and. I was just staying with that and then we came to the house and I was happy that she slept because that gave me an opportunity to actually stay in the car. So I continued listening to the talk and I just felt I don't want to meet people that were the neighbors and the house owners and, and I was like, oh, <laughs> how sweet that she's sleeping. <laughs> so I was just yeah, sitting there and listening and then the funny thing was that this this opposition and this stirred up feeling that I had had for some time was like melting away. It was like, 
and I can't like pin it down in any like exact point in time or anything, but it just slowly melted away more and more. And then I later I actually went into the house and Alicia woke and she wanted to see the house too. And I didn't feel like a very strong, like a mm. like an opposition, like a resistance that I had felt before. And then we drove um, into town again, and then we decided we would go and have some coffee and eat some cake together. So we went to this shopping mall, and yeah, it started to feel lighter and just lighten up. And then we, yeah, we we wanted to go to IKEA even and look at some new kitchens and yeah so I, I was like starting to find a little bit of joy in that like oh if we buy that house we're, we're going to replace the old kitchen and actually buy a new one and that was kind of the first time that I felt that was a little bit of joy because that was something that stuck with me from Friday when you said like the Holy Spirit is the spirit of joy and the Holy Spirit works through attraction so so it kind of just, I don't know, everything that I felt that I had stuffed down so much, it just melted away. And it's funny, I don't have this burning question anymore, like whether to choose to go with it or not with buying the house. But it, it just, yeah, I don't know. It was like the question melted away. So... We like that. That's simple. <laughs> I don't know. It was just... I'm just happy that it... Yeah. I was feeling so stuck in that and that so much also with this, like, a fear of making an irrep- like irreparable mistake. Yeah. So... Mm. And now it... It, it just doesn't feel that important anymore. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Mm. So. I, I feel like that you actually hit the answer because there can be so much pressure in this right and wrong that we put it on the guidance. But, but really, when there's all that pressure, it's just a call to do the tools and to do the inner work and see the beliefs and thoughts, which sounds like you did. Mm. And then when that happens, the question itself, just dissolves away and you're in that flow and it just becomes obvious so yeah it's funny because now it doesn't feel that important anymore because before it felt like oh my god I really can't get this right you know it's a house it's a big decision you know you don't screw this up now you will be stuck with this forever <laughs> and it will cost a lot of money if you have to sell it again and you will be unhappy and everything and now it's like but it's not that important mm. <laughs> it's like so I guess, and, and now today I've been, actually, I catch myself talking about, yeah, and we will move then and then, and we will do this and do that, and it's like, yeah, I guess I will go there now. So, yeah, but it doesn't feel, yeah, it just feels okay, <laughs> so it's funny, so, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Lenny. You've just described the, the booklet that we mentioned, Purpose is the Only Choice. 
That's exactly it. It's like the mind gets into this decision maker, fear and guilt of I have to make the right decision. And as if it's about form, even, you know, you could make a right or wrong decision. Mm. And it's bringing it back to actually purpose is the only mm. choice. There isn't even a decision to make. Who I am is already here. Who I am, you know, the, the re when you get caught in the fear or caught in, in that whole state of mind, it's not, it's not real. It's, it's the fear coming up. It's whatever needs to be seen underneath. And just through the forgiveness process, you come back to purpose is the only choice. I want to be with God. That's all I care about. <laughs> I don't mind what happens with the house. So mm. it's, yes, thank you for mm. coming on and sharing mm. that because you were in mm. my mind. I was like, well, they were big questions that she wrote. Anything about me? <laughs> and then you came on and you just shared in the last five minutes. Like actually, <laughs> mm. this, yeah, it's, it's dissolved. So Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. We can all feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> well, that's you know, that's wrapping it up. Actually, mm. we thought we. Did you guys want to come up here? We've been uh, all joined in this together <laughs> this weekend. It. It's been so powerful for me, mm -hmm. and just yeah, just being part of this, and yeah, really. It's been an honor to be yeah. here together. Mm. Yeah, thank you for really beautiful inviting us into your homes. Mm. Yeah. Pouring out your heart, so mm. sweet, so pure, mm. such a gift, really. Mm. There's Anna Carol. There you go. <laughs> so sweet. So yeah. sweet. Mm. Mm. Thank you all so much. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. So sweet. <laughs>